Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Counter. I'm Christine DeVita, and from across the Hudson River is my longtime friend and business partner, Keith Hancock. Today's episode, A Token Beyond, Keith and I talk about Chick-fil-A's drive-thru, update, Starbucks and Howard Schultz, unions continue, and NFT restaurants. What are they? Christine DeVita. Keith Hancock. We are back. Good to be back. Welcome. Welcome to our listeners. Um... We have some great current event follow-up again that we want to update everybody on some really tough stories or some stories that we really had some great feedback on from our listeners. And we just wanted to give you guys updates and let you know what the heck's been going on with some things we reported on. And then we're going to dive in a little bit into NFT restaurants. So the title of tonight's show is The Token Beyond, a DeLorean Ride, NFT Restaurants of the Future. But before that, we're going to jump right into... The great state on my side of the Hudson. Some people call it the Garden State. Part of my I'm gonna fix my chair. We're known as the Garden State, but everyone thinks that we're what the opening of Sopranos is, which is just pollution and factories. When that's actually like a very small percent of New Jersey. So down in South Jersey, um, there was a deli, the hometown deli, that I had mentioned actually tried recruiting me. And I didn't even give them the time of day because I knew something was very shady because delis typically don't need CEOs. <laughs> Dude, when you told me that they were recruiting you for a CEO for one location, uh-huh. <laughs> I knew that was going to be a problem. <laughs> Fucking delis, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any. Does anyone, anyone here know a deli that has a CEO? I'm the CEO of Joe's Deli on the corner. I guess you are if you own it, right? For the owner, you're the CEO. Um, definitely not owner and then CEO, like, what is there, a board of directors? So, yeah, so they were doing some shady stuff down there. Um, as we know, they were laundering money through it. The name of the the company was Hometown International. And they claimed to be doing $100 million a year in sales. Um, but the deli was actually making less than $40,000 a year in annual sales. You gotta love it. And they hired... How do you say that name? Do you know the, the pharma lawyer, Martin Strickelli? That's not the lawyer. That's pharma bro, Martin Shrek. Uh, oh, yeah, that's know. right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, thank you. The pharma Really? I, I remember he was, He's a psychopath. He is. I remember him. That's been, how long has it been? It doesn't matter. But I remember that's all that's like 10 years? Five. Oh, is it 10 already? Wow, it I could be that. 10. So, yeah, so they hired the same lawyer. Um, and we'll see what goes on. The company, Hometown International, reached an eye-popping, which I just mentioned, $100 million valuation last year in an over-the-counter market, despite the fact that Delhi, now, the now-closed Your Hometown Delhi in Paulsboro, New Jersey, is making less than $40,000 a year in sales. Dude, they had multiple counts, including security fraud, conspiracy, and money laundering over an alleged scheme to pump up the value of a small publicly traded company that had just a small town New Jersey deli to its name. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So essentially they they were on the pink sheets trading. Stop. I can't, man. For a deli. Interesting. 
The company's valuation reached an eye-popping 100 million last year in an over-the-counter market, despite the fact that the deli, the now closed your hometown deli in Paulsboro, New Jersey, like you said, was making less than 40,000 in annual sales. Mm-hmm. I think I'm uh, going to drive down there, even though it's about an hour and a half from my house, just to do a selfie in front of the place. Well, the lawyer that's representing them was the lawyer that represented that pig, Harvey Weinstein. It's that guy, too? It's that guy, man. Well, listen, they made all this freaking money, so hopefully, you know, he is hiring a a really great lawyer to throw him into federal prison for the rest of his life. I mean, it's a deli. Think of something a little bit better that's believable if you're going to do this. I guess it's good I'd take the CEO position of that deli, right? They They were looking for a scapegoat. I can't. That's, that's, that's exactly because you know how that I goes. can't. I have no patience. Oof. Well, anyway, moving on. Christine, this one's you. It's We're talking about Starbucks, and I know you My love favorite. talking about Starbucks. So <laughs> Howard Schultz was in, and then he's out again. Oh, he's, that well, man he's is a legend. Howard Schultz says Schultz he will not return for a fourth stint. I'm never coming back again. That's what he said. Well, he also ended it because we found the right person, which you know is him just being professional. Mm-hmm. So. But sometimes, you know, you don't want to take a step back. But the reason they brought him back was because of the um, all the unionizing. That was his reputation. Howard Schultz was known to be able to combat unions, and he did it very successfully with Starbucks for a long time. Yeah. But obviously it's still an issue because now – New York City sues Starbucks for the coffee chain's firing of a union organizer. That would be me. I would be the one that, that would get sued for that. Mm. Yep. Yeah, you probably would. I would, because, you know, I have zero patience. I have a problem with the unions for in, in the restaurant business. Unions belong everywhere else, but in the restaurant business, they don't belong. So New York City is suing Starbucks over allegations that the company wrongfully terminated a barista and union organizer. I mean, but come on, man. The city's Department of Consumer and Worker Protection said the case marks its first lawsuit for a violation of New York City's just cause protections for fast food workers. Starbucks had said that Locke was fired for failing to fill out a COVID-19 questionnaire and falsely reporting that a supervisor made physical contact with him, according to the city's lawsuit. The missteps were reportedly confirmed by surveillance footage, but the suit states that Locke's district and store manager did not let him see the footage. Whenever, first of all, whenever were we ever shown footage when we were fired? You have to now. So stepping back to what you said, they're firing them for the violation of New York City's just cause policy. So they said that the missteps were reportedly confirmed by surveillance footage, but the suit states that Locke's district and store manager did not let him know, uh, see, the, see the footage. Locke's shifts were canceled, and he filed a complaint to the city days later. I never, I mean, and I can count on one hand how many times I got fired. Not mm-hmm. once was I ever get, given video footage. Have the video footage? Yeah, he wanted to see the video footage. When does a company ever freely give out the video footage? They never do. Not in my day. You know, and you know how many people I've let go because of theft or whatever? Mm-hmm. Doing inappropriate things so, in dry storage? 
Not, and I've told them, I've caught them on video. Not once did anybody ever say, let me see the video. But that well, no, is, this, that's the generation. Companies, that's yeah, he wanted, that's what he's claiming. But that, he's, he wasn't, actually, I correct what I said before. He's not, they, he doesn't have a right to ask for the video. And they don't have to give it to him. Starbucks is claiming that they, that he, as you mentioned, he failed to fill out a COVID-19 questionnaire form, which right. is in violation of the just cause law. So just cause is the laws that were put in to New York City, which, you know, fast food workers and quick serve restaurant workers in New York are not employment at will employees. So that's like where it kind of aligns with what unions do. You cannot, as a manager, fire up an employee at, for any reason, unless it is egregious. New York City very loosely defines what egregious means. Essentially, they have to bring a gun and shoot the place up if yeah, you really course. dig into the law. An employer has just has to have just cause. The employee failed to perform satisfactory duties. Um, and essentially what they have to do is they have to have a track record and documentation that is consistent with what they do all the time. And they need to make sure that, that you know, they have just cause to fire somebody. And everything has to be an investigation. So I think it's absolutely ridiculous. If you, if you, if you have two team members that get into a fight, you have to suspend them and then investigate right. the situation and of you course. have to get, and if you bring them back, you have to pay them all the missed time. Yeah. I think that's BS. If you fire them, because you have to pay them for If you fire them, you have to pay them for 14 days. Okay, I think that's all BS. You get fired, you get fired. That's it. I'll give you your vacation no. pay. Just go away quietly, and I'll give you a nice letter of recommendation. Don't cause any problems. If you started a fight in my restaurant, and I have to investigate you, and then I choose to bring you back, I have to pay you? So basically, I'm yeah. paying you to fight. Basically, yeah. That's the laws. So they say that the city is suing to get Locke reinstated and to win him restitution and back pay which the mm -hmm. city says will continue to accrue until Locke returns to his job. Right. So it's been so a year since the acting as, as like the city, what I was saying before is these laws, they basically, it's like why unionize when the laws are in place and pay the dues. These in New York city, these laws, New York city steps in and act like they're a union, which is essentially what's happening under the just cause policy. I think New York city needs to stay out of it. So it's been a year since the campaign with Starbucks Workers United, which is the union, began mm -hmm. at a Starbucks in Buffalo, New York. We had an episode on that last right. year about Starbucks right. in Buffalo, New York, right? Right. Um, there are now 235 unionized Starbucks around the country. It continues to wrongfully fire pro-union workers nationwide in retaliation for union organizing. I, I, would be, I would be in trouble every day. I would be in trouble every day. I would be in trouble a, every day. It's a different world. This is why I never got hired to work at Starbucks, and I've applied there a thousand times. Well, a director I used to work for used to always tell me, he said, labor laws, he said they boil down to one thing, you know, it's all about the rules. The game never changes. Sometimes the rules change, but the game never changes. It's like going to stay relevant. You learn how to play the hand you're dealt play it to your advantage no matter what those cards are.
Dude, it's just do your job. You get hired to be a barista, go make coffee. I need you to make coffee for 46 hours. That's all I need you to do. I need you to make coffee. I need you to refill your station. I need you to sweep. I need you to wipe down your counter. I need you to be nice to my customers, mess up their names because that's what Starbucks does. I need you to go home. Mm -hmm. That's all I need you to do. I don't want any drama. I don't want you talking to union people. I'm paying you to make coffee. That's it. It's crazy, right? I don't understand what the problem is. I know. It's crazy. Could you imagine unions when we were in the restaurant business as an hourly? I never even knew it was a possible, like, a thing. Never. Never. It never, never. came up. Never came up. Like we said last episode, when we were doing the, um, the improv episode. Mm-hmm. It's not the same anymore. It's not the same. It's a whole different work ethic. A whole different work ethic, man. I'm telling you. I used to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. I could kill us. Yeah. Fun. I wanted to go to work every day. I love the people I worked with. I had a love-hate relationship with my managers. We all know why, mm-hmm. but I never wanted to sit there and sue anybody. If I got in trouble, I owned it, and I moved on. Exactly. I mean, you're talking That's... about an atmosphere where I was getting screamed at as I was making food on a Friday and yeah. Saturday night and had shit thrown yeah. at me by my kitchen manager. I and know. I never flinched. I didn't cry. I didn't do anything. I just put my head down. I sucked it up and it made me a better person. And that was it. Can't do it anymore. You need tough skin to work in this industry. Moving on, um, going on, let's, let's drive right through this into Wendy's drive through lanes, which are apparently throughs is definitely one of those things that have certainly enhanced, um, you know, or not enhanced so much, but COVID necessarily has really enhanced the need for them. Um, I was down in Florida and it was funny. So they're comparing it. it, There's a comparison here that Christine and I were talking about where Chick-fil-A is the fastest service. I was down in Florida a couple months ago and there was a brand new Chick-fil-A and the drive-through actually had a door where they opened it and they walked the food out to the car to enhance that guest service experience at the drive-through. I mean, but look at, look at Chick-fil-A's way of doing drive-through. Nobody else has done that. It's a no brainer. Right. You've got people out there in little, in little tents while it's raining to move the line it, along. It's crazy. Some of them, the ones in Jersey are so busy, like the they actual local police come in and help direct the traffic sometimes. Listen. Just just, just for the Chick-fil-A, which is crazy to me, too. That's it. They probably get free chicken sandwiches, man. For probably. Yeah, I would do it. No, you know what they probably get? These municipalities, when they have to do that stuff, they get a bill. That's what happens for having to use the local police. They send them a bill. Um, if, yeah, <laughs> that happens in New York City. It happens in Jersey too. Um, absolutely. Just like if the fire department has to come for a false alarm, they might give you one shot. Then after that, they're paying you or they're billing you. Uh, you're getting a fine. You're getting yep. a fine if that fire alarm goes off again. Same thing with the cops. Trust me. So you know, Wendy's at once was credited with pioneering drive-through ordering that they were known for doing it the best through accuracy and through systems that they had. Um, and this was many, many years ago. Cause remember like QSR restaurants are really like QSR versus fast food. QSR is like good food in a fast food environment. 20, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when we got into the business. You either did full service or you worked for friggin' McDonald's, you know? Right. And like, like Wendy's was the upper shallot of that sort of thing, which is still fast food in my opinion. Um, 
but Wendy's pioneered back then, because never like you go through a McDonald's drive-thru, if you were ordering for more than three people, your order was getting messed up. Yeah, in fact, it probably still is. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever changed. I've, I probably haven't gone through a McDonald's drive-thru. I couldn't even tell you. But but look at the drive Wendy's, Wendy, Wendy's was known not to, back then for not fucking up, apparently. Pardon my French. Sorry, we could curse on this podcast. It's all adults yeah, that listen. But look at but look at at Chick Fil A, right? Mm -hmm. Look at McDonald's drive through. Right. Look how they have it situated. Look how their operations is. So you got Chick Fil A has Chick Fil A people all over the place directing traffic with their little rain huts on them, right? Mm -hmm. Giving out menus, moving the line across. Right. McDonald's has now the two that you drive through, so it's got two lanes for drive through. Right, I've noticed so that Chick -fil -A too. And McDonald's has the fastest service for drive-through. And Wendy's is doing what used to win them accolades and is now basically dated, and they have an enhanced how they do things. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. You know, it's the old what got you here won't get you there type, type of mentality. Um, of course. So you know what they got to do, in my opinion? They got to get a Ouija board and talk to Dave Thomas and kind of see, you know, what, what the future should hold for Wendy's as far as that goes. I still love, I got to give Wendy's, man, the, the chili was brilliant. I mean, Dave Thomas was smart, right? It's like, how can I reduce waste? Just use my day old burgers and make friggin' chili. At a Wendy's. And because this is, I love this, I love this one item. I actually uh -huh. made it at home the other day. Is the baked potato with broccoli and cheese. That's it. That's what I'll go. Oh, see, I think the baked potatoes are gross. I just like the chili. No, I, like I don't to, eat I like chili. To, I, like to, I, like to, I like to get the taco salad. I, I, I pretty much never get burgers from Wendy's, actually. I like to get the small taco salad and a six-piece spicy nugget. That's my Wendy's meal. No, no. Then, then I'm, I'm then good I'm for a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich or Chick-fil-A nuggets. That's the only See? place I would get nuggets is Chick-fil-A. And I don't like Chick-fil-A. You know, and you I'm keep, wronging you my people keep... by going there, but I, the food tastes good. Don't hate me, ladies. I hear Chick-fil-A is amazing. Chick-fil-A, I think, is overrated fast food. They can keep their great drive through service. If I go Personally, if I go to a drive through the thing that I'm not looking for is service. The only way you can give me good service is by not effing my order, yeah. which Wendy's still seldom does. So Chick-fil-A's drive through lanes and reputation for customer service have, have helped fuel the chicken chain sale growth in recent years. Mm -hmm. Despite controversy over donations to the anti-LGBTQ groups, in 2018, it became the third largest restaurant chain in the U.S. by sales, trailing McDonald's and Starbucks. You believe that? Mm -hmm. The privately held chain reported $16.67 in system-wide sales for 2021, According to their franchise disclosure uh, docs, so doing pretty well, Chick Fil A. Yeah, they're going to continue to grow. I don't get it. I think it's fast, like fast food. They try to be that they're not fast food, but to me, when I eat Chick Fil A, I'm like, they're fast food, like but their chicken food. is delish. Yeah, we all have our opinions. <sighs> Give me Popeyes over Chick Fil A any day. Really? Mm -hmm. I'll take KFC. Yeah, KFC or Boston Market. Yeah, and I will take 
Taco Bell over Chipotle any day as well. I will take Taco Bell over Chipotle. Are you Burger right. Kings or Mac- Burger King or McDonald's? Burger King. Burger King burgers, McDonald's fries. I'll, I'll never stop saying. Oh yeah, well no, we've said that before. Yeah, if you if you got them right next to each other, I would do the two drive-through thing. But totally. oh yeah, there actually is but, on North Ocean where I live. There's a there's a McDonald's and then a Burger King, but they're rebuilding the Burger King, so I'm kind of screwed. So mm-hmm. it I is. I love it is. McDonald's pancakes too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm famous for McDonald's breakfast. I'll get up in the morning and if I don't want a bagel, I will go drive to McDonald's and I will get an egg cheese on the biscuit mm-hmm. with three hash browns. I have no shame. I will, I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. When I, when I got diagnosed for COVID in Florida, Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know if, you know, I don't know what's going to happen a week from now. I need to have my McDonald's just so I know that I had it. I did. Drove to McDonald's, mask and all on the way back from the doctor's office. And I got my breakfast. I was excited. It made me feel better. And I lived through COVID. I was happy. You're funny. I I, I never thought you were going to die when you got COVID in Florida, just saying. I didn't think I was going to die either. I mean, I had a bad cold. I lost my voice. My best friend turned around to me, Nancy. She goes, it took... COVID to shut you up for a week. Oh, in, my, in our last episode, I mentioned, I said, I found the cure for COVID. Did you find it yet? No, what's the cure for COVID? Don't what? get tested. Don't get tested. COVID now is just going to be a cold. That's it. It's going to be mm-hmm. a cold, and that's all. Yeah. I have to go get my flu shot. Did you get your flu shot? No, I have never gotten a flu shot in my entire life. I have to get my flu shot. Never. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, actually. In fact, I was on the other side of that when when the whole thing, COVID, was going on. I just was like, whatever, I'll get the shot. I don't care. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I don't get the flu shot. I never have. And I figure, fuck it. Part of my French again. This move. We got to R-rate this one. We're not, we're not editing the curse words. We're adults. Adults That's listen fun. to our podcast. But moving on. Um, moving on. Now that everybody knows where we like to get our fast food breakfast. Oh, one, one more call out for Burger King. For breakfast. That friggin' croissant, which man. No, I can't do Burger King breakfast. Oh, really? I love it. No, I mean, I the heartburn is God awful. Like I, I need to it. drink milk with it because otherwise I can't handle it all. But no, I think Burger King breakfast, it's a hidden, it's a hidden gem. No, I need to know if Taco Bell is doing breakfast because. Because I would go there for they breakfast. They do, and it's terrible. Taco Bell does do breakfast? Yeah, they do breakfast. It's uh, gross, and they don't sell coffee, which blows my mind. Like, don't even how, – how are you in the breakfast business? You don't sell no, coffee. I want to go to White Castle and get their breakfast. I need to experience I stuff. told you. Yeah, you need to go. Get the waffle sandwich thing. Okay. It's like they took – you ever have the McGriddle? Yes. And they took that, and they were like, we're just going to do this a thousand times better. And that's what Oh, my God, I love there. it. I lo- let me tell you something. I could I could go for a White Castle right now. Three cheeseburgers, chicken rings, and clam strips. That's yeah, you, my go-to. And you eat those clam strips. Oh, you're making, you're making me want fast food. Good. However, I'm not going to get it because I do want to go to sleep tonight, and I'm at that age. Uh, I know that you can't eat after a certain hour. 
So anyway, now let's really move on. We've given everybody, listeners, this is important stuff you're getting tonight, all right? This is this is, this is the special edition of how Keith and Christine like to eat their fast food. So I hope you've taken notes. Because that is some, there's some free consulting advice we've given you. There you go. Um, but as we move along from the news and we move into the future, back to our episode tonight, DeLorean, which is a spin-on. We talked about DeLoreans in the last episode just because I like the card, which actually was not intended to lead into this episode. However, NFT restaurants. Talk to me about NFT restaurants. So NFT restaurants, well, so funny thing, there's a, there's a group called the VCR Group. It was that company, that donut company in Jersey. Remember them? That I was going to yes. be a deal for them? Yes. I didn't take the job however long ago it was. Um, so NFTs, they're non-fungible tokens, right? They're, they're a, a unique cryptographic token that exists on a blockchain and cannot be replicated. So I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm learning a little bit about what NFTs are. I know that they are. I never got into that whole Bitcoin stuff. I own some of it on Robinhood and I mess with it, but apparently I think I missed the boat on that. So NFT, non-fungible token, it's a unique digital identifier that cannot be copied, substituted, or subdivided that is recorded in a blockchain and that is used to certify authenticity and ownership. So like, yes, it, an NFT token is basically a deed in a way to okay. something that is digital and you have to buy and sell it on that market. Oh. So the Donut Boys, well, they they owned a company called uh, the VCN Group, and they so the Fly Fish Club, Christine. The Fly Fish Club? Yeah. So the Fly Fish Club, and I went on their website to see how, how it could work. So anyway, back to what I said with the Donut Boys. These guys who own this small donut chain in New Jersey own a bigger group called the VCN or VCR Group. I don't remember. And Gary Vaynerchuk, who has a podcast and does a lot of different things, who I spoke to when I was speaking to them about potentially joining. Um, good guys. I like them a lot. Just wasn't, you know, some things just don't work out, but nothing to do with them. But they're opening up a restaurant. It's called the, well, it's open already. It's called the Fly Fish Club. Okay. And that, the Fly Fish Club is the first NFT restaurant in New York City. And it's open and it's pumping. And um, the way that it works, and I'm, I'm on the Fly Fish Club's website now. And first thing, there's a YouTube video of this guy I interviewed with Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, and this company, the VCN or VCR Group, I don't remember exactly what it's called. Um, it's a good group of chefs and restaurant operators that completely understand the business. And they own the Fly Fish Club, right? So to be at the Fly Fish Club, it's the world's first, I'm reading off the website, world's first members-only private dining club where membership is purchased on the blockchain of a non-fungible token and owned by the token holder to gain access to the restaurant and various culinary culture and social experiences. There's other restaurants starting to do this. So it's, you know what it reminds me of? And maybe your family did this because you're an Italian and on my Italian side. I remember my grandfather, he was a member to a, a it was called the Italian Circle. Patterson, New Jersey. And there was so many members. It was, the back was like an old poker room, you know? And like that sort of thing. A bunch of fat old guys smoking cigars and playing cards. And stuff oh, the like coffee that. shop. No, it wasn't a coffee shop. It was a back, the front was a very nice high-end Italian restaurant. 
but there, oh, okay. were, and there was enough members at one point that the members, you had to be a member to dine in the restaurant. Okay. Now we just had, and I guess by us, it was coffee shops mm-hmm. and you had to be a member of the coffee shop. Okay. So that was the same type of thing. So that's yeah. essentially what this is all blown up. And so the Fly Fish Club is a fine dining restaurant and they have two different things you can buy. So you can buy, you can buy um, the Fly Fish Omakasi, I can't pronounce it, which is like the higher end stuff. And that gives you access to events, outdoor lounge, cocktail lounge, main dining, and the steakhouse. And then they have one that costs less and NFTs. So oh, okay. they have, of the lesser one, they have 26, which you would think it'd be the opposite. They have 2,600 memberships left. And then for the higher end one, they have 385 memberships left. So essentially you join this restaurant and you can dine there, but that does not also, that doesn't include food and all that stuff. Yeah. But the way that it works is it's like a house. So you want a membership to this restaurant. Right. And that NFT can go up or down. So it's always yours. And if it goes up, you can sell that at a greater rate. Right. You know, and that, that's kind of how NFTs work. Interesting concept. See, what's your thoughts on that? I don't know if I would ever want to, Nope. in the restaurant that I had it. Nope. Member. It's not going to last. You don't think so? Nope. Absolutely not. I don't think it is. I mean, listen, I get, I get what they're doing. I understand it. Uh-huh. Right? But it's, I get the uniqueness, right? Mm-hmm. That it brings to the restaurant industry. I get that it's a great opportunity to create something that inspires customers, right? Like they say, the possibilities in this market are endless. The NFTs give the, you know, give them the opportunity to express their creativity and curate, you know, an eclectic elevated dining experience in the restaurant scene. If it's going to work, it's only going to work for fine dining restaurants. That's it. Oh, hundred percent. I don't think working anywhere else. No, well, not, it would only work in fine dining restaurants. Need money. Because yeah. look at the prices, eight thousand to fourteen thousand dollars. I agree. So listen, as so it's essentially it's like it's almost like an old boys club type of concept in a way too. Right. There's still right. restaurants like that. I think I I think there's a restaurant in New York called it's like being part of a country club, basically. Yeah, and you just own it. So essentially, like. It's almost like uh, what's the like Rayo's Italian restaurant, right? You got to own a seat there, yes. and you can give it away to somebody. So it's that type of thing. Um, I don't know. For me personally, I agree. I think yeah. So here's my thoughts on it. I don't think it's going to completely bomb out. If that's what you're saying, I think it'll be a thing that's there, and I don't think it's ever going to go beyond like an exclusive thing. Yeah. Around major cities, I don't think you're going to see. NFT restaurants popping up in suburban New Jersey anytime soon. No, 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 no. It it certainly is an interesting concept. Um, It is. I mean, I would love to go to one just to kind of totally have the experience. Totally. Um, There's there are like Tom Calicchio that you know one of the top chefs in Manhattan. He is opening up the Brooklyn Chop House, which apparently is going to be an NFT restaurant, and you know they are going to be popping up. But I will never, ever. Oh, wait, sorry. Evans Supper Club priced at 300. That's much cheaper to go into that one. 
personally, I'll just go to a friggin' restaurant and eat. You know, I, I've worked with the chef once. He used to say, at the end of the day, it's all going to get blown out of your ass anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, a, he was a really great chef who was very passionate about culinary stuff like that. But, uh, but like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be a member to pay. And then I have to go there and spend more money. Now, if there was, I'm sure that like, it has reading about it. There are perks you'll get, like they might have events where you'll get to sample some free wines or whatever it is, oh. you know, and that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, you're going to still be paying when you go there, just like you would a country club. Right. If you're a country club, you know, you pay for the membership and you eat in the dining room and you still got to pay to eat there. Right. So the, most like, of them uh, are. Yeah. Brooklyn chop house NFT started 8,000. Mm-hmm. With more expensive tiers offering even more exclusive perks. So, yep. exactly like going to a country club, depending on what package that you get. Exactly. So, That's I'm it. curious to see where this goes. I actually would like to hear from our viewers and get their opinion. Yeah. I was listening. What are your thoughts on NFT restaurants, guys? Comment below and let us know. Comment below. We want to know if you think, because we have... You know, we have our opinion, see if it aligns, see if this is something that even sounds appealing. Right. Enough for you to Google and look into a little bit. So with that, Christine. Let me guess. Put a bow on it. Yeah, baby. Time to put a bow on it. Jump, jump off, Christine, as always. Pleasure was all mine. It's great to see you on here. And it's great to be able to talk to our listeners. I hope they enjoyed hearing us. And some good updates. We'll see them on the next show. Folks, thank you so much for listening. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Davida and Hancock Hospitality Group. 